Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We cover topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your full potential, this podcast is for you. Remember that you are great, but you can always be better. guys welcome back to the be better mindset podcast this this is actually take four we're thinking too hard at the moment but but uh this is a this is such a profound topic that we had to restart a few times um but four times a charm four time is a charm today we wanted to discuss the differences of someone that's anxious or high anxiety driven someone that's high high visionary and we also want to discuss the uh, someone that's just just maybe more in the depression side of things, but also someone that's a philosopher. We think that when you gain a deeper understanding and tools and, tr- and, and tricks to manage anxiety, you slowly become one of those people that we consider to be the uh, great visionaries of our time. And then when you have a deeper understanding of the past, understanding these tools and tricks, you become one of those people that are renowned philosophers that we um, have a have ton of value for. And guys, this, this topic is going to be spread into two series. So part one, we're really going to dive into tools and tricks to be able to become a better philosopher from... From from past, from from past uh, adversity, and then part two, we'll talk about tips and tricks to really handle the future. If you're an anxious person, so hopefully this this uh, this two part series is going to give you guys some value. And um, let's get started, Nick. So well, let me ask you this: What is what does a depressed person look like, Royce? What have, what have you seen in your experience as a coach, business owner, personal trainer? So yeah, so let's let's start with that. So let's just create a definition for that because it can be def- a definition for uh, it can be different for so many different people. So when I'm when I'm thinking depression or someone that is just not doing so well in that term is really just living chronically in the past. Mm-hmm. There there's someone that takes an adversity and not number one. They're living in that for so long so the, the 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 length of that emotion or that feeling is long but number two the intensity is really strong and every time they think about it it doesn't really it brings it, it right back to the surface it brings it right back to the right surface back to level 10. yeah and it, and it really just destroys their emotions and uh they they, they don't do so well that's just, that's my definition of um thank you for that clarification Mm-hmm. So what's one way that that depressed person that's living in the past, living in adversity, and brings up that intensity of those moments, mm-hmm. however long ago they were, yeah. what's something they can do? What's, what's a tool? So guys, we're gonna we're gonna smash right into it. But there's there's three big ones that we regularly use in our daily practice. Um, there's there's hundreds of them, but we're gonna give you three. The first one that comes up to my mind is reflection through writing. 
And how you're going to do this is, in a nutshell, it's just journaling. It's journaling your thoughts. It's journaling your circumstance. It's journaling your feelings. And when you physically write it and you read it, you become detached to that moment. And you actually observe what you're actually saying. And a lot of times, it gives you an entirely different perspective. And that perspective gives you an understanding. And then an understanding gives you peace. And then all of a sudden, you can actually live in the moment and see what it is for what it is. And then you can move forward, right? So Nick, how... How often do you journal, and what do you normally journal uh, in in your writings? That's so funny you asked me that. So I, I actually struggle with journaling. It's something I'm working on for the next 30 days. Uh, today is day number five of doing it consistently, mm -hmm. but I've never been able to make it past like two days. So if I do two days, I'll miss a day, then I'll do two days, I'll miss a day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny you asked me about journaling. But I, I do write my thoughts out all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't always take the time to get them in uh, a full page. Right, but yeah. when I have a thought, I'm writing it down. Um, right. It helps. It just it helps me see what the thought is, and then it helps me prioritize where it needs to go. Um, but I also think on the subject of journaling, I also think journaling is a great way to observe your thinking, like how you think. Like not right. a people, not a lot of people are observant enough or aware enough in of themselves to see when they're having negative thoughts. Um, but when you write them down, like you said earlier, you're able to detach emotion from those and when you read them you read it as a book and you're like wow this book is depressing and you're like oh this book's my life yeah you know what i mean this then the reason it's depressing is because of the way i'm thinking right so if i don't if i don't want to do that i gotta change my way of thinking how do you change your way of thinking yes so so nick i want to elaborate on that because thoughts are very powerful thoughts number one guys can create the feelings mm -hmm. and then once the feelings are established it really starts to create a series of actions or emotions, right? Energy and motion. So you have these series of actions, and then the series of actions, depending on what the thought was, will will create a result based on those actions. Mm -hmm. Based off that emotion, mm -hmm. which is based off of that. Thought. Exactly. And let's let, let's let's give an example. Let's give an example, maybe for weight loss, because that's what we're so involved in a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the weight scale. So let's run through that. Um, an athlete comes in a week into the program and they notice the weight scale didn't move up. What are the immediate emotions or, or thoughts? Oh, it's not working. It's I'm not, not working. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. This happens every time. Pause. Okay, so we have it's not working. This happens every time. Are the, are the two amazing thoughts yep. now with those thoughts what kind of what two feelings emerge from those two thoughts inadequacy inadequacy and frustration frustration yep. now we got those two powerful emotions or feelings what tip what are the typical actions that are coming from inadequacy and what was the second one frustration frustration so in, in inadequacy you probably are going to end up lashing out at somebody Okay, so yeah, you, you um, lash out on maybe the trainer. Yeah, you end train, up, or yeah. your loved one. Or, or your loved you one. You know what I mean, the random person at the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, and then frustration, uh, lots of different things. You can eat because you're frustrated, feel it emotionally. You can not work mm -hmm. out because you're frustrated. You, 
tons of different things. You can you can go to your your normal coping mechanism, alcohol, you know what I mean, drugs, drugs whatever all it that, is, yeah. all that, right? And then you and then what's the, the action, result? Yeah, it's not what you want. Not what you. It's not what you want. It becomes. But it was what you said in the beginning with your thoughts. With right? your thoughts, it always happens. So this is when we go into our sessions a lot of times. Like, what what type of thought needs to happen for the results to be different, right? So now Again, the thought changes the emotion, the emotion changes the action, the action changes the result. A hundred percent. And that's such a valuable uh, piece of knowledge to use every single time as you're journaling. So if we wanted to alter the result in this case, what type of thoughts would probably need to happen? Right. Uh, it's too early in the process. It's too early in the process. Maybe maybe number one was like, well, I made it in five days. I've never worked out. I've never I've never worked out five days in a row. Okay, so now that thought creates a set of feelings. I'm. Ne- what is a feeling if you like? I'm never when you've done something that you've never done before. What's the immediate feeling? You're elated. You feel accomplished. Okay. Now you're having that type of feeling. I feel elated. I feel accomplished. What's the action? One that's more in alignment with what you want. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to continue. I'm going to keep winning. And if you continue and you're winning, are you going to lose weight? Mm -hmm. Most likely. Actually, I want to say 99.9%. So very, very likely. For real. Right? And this is where, and guys, this is where understanding how to reflect on your thoughts is so valuable you start to really have a a deeper understanding of the past but how you can utilize the past and and take immediate action in the present that's going to shift whatever your results are in the future yeah 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 one yeah one one of the one of the more i mean every philosopher says it right failure is just one step from from you winning Mm -hmm. It really is true if you understand that. And I think it's interesting so. that everybody starts with the action part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can, you can take massive, 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 massive action, mm-hmm. and it will change eventually. Yeah. Right. But it's going to take three, four, five times as long as if you were to stop going at the end of it. Yeah. Right. At the end of the progression, and go at the beginning of the progression. Right. Change the thought. Mm-hmm. Don't change the action. Because yes. it takes way, way more action or actions to change the thought. Because you're working from you're working yeah. backwards. That's why it's so valuable to script. So guys, there's a ton of different ways to script. I want to move on to number two, but just to, just to summarize that, if you're going to script, reflect your thoughts, and then build it from, from ground up. You can do it the other way too. So it's going to be thoughts, feelings, Actions, results, and then your results. Okay, so let's move on to number two. I want to give another um, hot tip that's going to allow you to get closer to becoming a philosopher. Um, and that number two is what was that number two, Nick? Is read past philosophers. Yes. So who's your favorite past philosopher? Give me two. So, so two of my favorite philosophers are going to be Socrates. Okay. And another one is, is um, man, dude, I have too much. Buddha would be another big one. Gandhi, right? What'd you give me two for? I'd even throw Jesus in there. 
but Joshua. but yeah, Yashua. But anyways, guys, this is so important because the human race has been alive for a little over two hundred thousand years, and if you think that you are having a unique experience for the very very first time, I'm going to tell you you're very very wrong, and and by neglecting to read some of these past lives sets you up to live a life full of traps you're walking into these traps and it's going to create geez it's going to create depression it's going to create anxiety it's going to create a ton of these um, negative emotions and negative thoughts that will propel you to uh, a darker world so so a one major way you can start becoming a philosopher is just to read about philosophers or some of these people don't even really consider them philosophers they were just writing for instance marcus aurelius was just writing a journal aka the first tip that we had right so marcus aurelius his 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 book came out and and you know it's just it was just in a it was just a compilation of his journals a compilation of his journals and and there are a lot of amazing leaders that read that book because it allowed them to really handle a lot of these stresses that we get as human beings. So, uh, what is what is your routine in reading philosophy, reading maybe even spirituality? Because a lot of that stuff has is is in the past. So, what's what's your routine, Nick? How many? How often do you? Every day. Um, so the two things that I do is I listen to the Daily Stoic podcast. I love um, that one. Yeah. It's two or three minutes long. It's really it keeps it right on point. Um, and so I listen to the Daily Stoic podcast. And then I also, I just look up Stoicism on YouTube. Um, and I'll just sit there and I just consume that. And like when something profound, so if it's, if it's super profound for me, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually, like if it's profound, then I'll, I'll pause it and I'll just sit there and I'll think about it for a minute. Um, and think about why it affected me so much. Uh, my favorite Stoic quote as of right now, I heard it a whole bunch of times last week, it's from Marcus Aurelius, and he goes, I'm changing it just a little, I'm changing one of the words, um, but it goes, you could be great today, but instead you choose tomorrow. That's beautiful. And that's, in a nutshell, not just living in the present, living exactly. in the now and taking action. Exactly. Don't put it off until tomorrow, whatever it is, do it right now. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much value that's happening from, from just reading all these past experiences. And yes, yes, you're going to be depressed. It's part of life. It's, it's, it's a powerful emotion, but we want to utilize some of these emotions to open up a door for, for answers. And the way you can do that is... Just be open-minded. Remember, we were talking about this. The mind is like a parachute. If you don't open it, you're going to die. Right? And that's and that's such... Simple. It's so simple, but it's true. So, that's why it's so profound. It's so profound. And guys, just read. Read one... You know, a good start is just read on Sunday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. About philosophy, yep. go to church. You know um, that's one way. If that's if you, if if you're not a big church person, take one of these books. 
read a Socrates book, read a Marcus Aurelius book, the meditations. Um, you can read Buddhism scriptures, right? All kinds of different ways. Um, but let's move on to the third one because the third one is 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 uh, underrated. I feel like, but has powerful value because it's another way to detach and what is that nick i'm going to tweak it a little bit right so the third one is to have conversations with someone Mm -hmm. i'm going to take it one step further have a conversation with an older person i love it because you're going to the source of wisdom so how i how i use this in my own life is whenever i have any inner inner turmoil in my life i go to my mom and i go to my grandma like and i have a great relationship with both of them they'll tell me like it is um but i i even on one of my goals this year was to reconnect with my sources of wisdom, right? And my sources of wisdom are the people in my life that are older than me. Um, because what I found out in my life is when you bring them your problems, they're like, do you want a hose for that? You know what I yeah. mean? Like you thought it was this big old inferno and they're like, here, take this squirt bottle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they're like, so that's, that's what I would say. Have conversations with someone, but if you're fortunate enough yeah. to have somebody in your life that's a lot older than you, like a grandma, grandpa, great-grandma, great-grandpa who's been around for a minute, go have a conversation with them. I love that. And I 100% agree with that. And it's why I probably hang out with people that are 10, 20 years older than me. Um, and there's a lot of value in that, guys. I would take I, I take it a step further as well. And if, uh, if, if they are in age, awesome. But if they experienced it. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, I've, I've had some amazing conversations with with people younger than me, but they've experienced whatever that pain was. Now, um, most of them are definitely older than me. And And they've experienced something very similar and they've handled it in so many different ways. I recommend gaining perspective with more than just one person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you make your decision based on that. You can follow it, right? Or you can adjust it. But there is a sense of peace when you know you have, you're not the only one that's been through it. And a lot of times, uh, it, there's also value when you see them that they're doing much better. Yeah, right again. Right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. They've somehow made it out of the hole. There's a ton of value to that. I do have to say, when you're going to these people for perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. Two things. First thing, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Take the things that yes. resonate with you, that apply to you, that you like. Take those things, leave the rest. Right. Second thing, to find out what resonates with you so you can take it, you got to listen. Right. Don't 
be in that conversation with that person to talk over that person. Yeah. Be in that conversation with that person to actively listen to that person. Bite your lip if you have to. But right. the more you listen, mm-hmm. the quicker you're going to be able to resolve whatever issue it is, whether this person has been through it or not. Mm-hmm. That's the, the two, whole, two the whole parachute. Yeah. You got to be open-minded. Yep. Right? You can... You can go into these conversations with the with a closed mind, but that brings you zero value. You're still living in your own pain of the past. Mm-hmm. Like open it up, open it up and see it, and then thank them for it because they don't have to share it, and you also don't have to take it. Or like Nikki said, you can't deposit money into a closed bank account. Yeah, yeah, you can't <clears throat> exactly say that again one more time. Nikki, shout out to Nikki at Tando. You can't put money into a closed bank account, right? So exactly. you can't put you can't put you can't pour more water into a cup that's already full, right? And you can't, yeah, you won't be able to receive anything. Mm-hmm. Your your bank accounts are closed. You gotta mm-hmm. open your mind. Mm-hmm. So I want to leave off with with another philosophical quote. It's with Lao Tzu, right? And this one's profound. I actually wrote it on my. I doubled it. I wrote it on my journal, and I also wrote it on my calendar so I can see it every single day. And it was uh, somewhere along the lines of, knowledge is when you receive one thing, you learn one thing, not receive, you learn one thing, and enlightenment is when you release one thing. And I hope that gives you guys value and understand that. Say it again. Don't fuck up. <laughs> so knowledge is when you learn one thing. And enlightenment is when you release one thing. Ooh. So marinate on that a little bit, guys. <clears throat> hope you guys enjoy this episode. Comment and tell us what you think, what that means to you. Yeah, comment. And we're, we'll, we'll shoot out the next one. It's going to be more for you people that are highly anxious. And um, hopefully it can give you some tools to bring you more peace. It's always about being better. So enjoy your Monday. I'll see you guys soon. Happy Monday, y'all. Peace.